Hollywood Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. You know, Christmas is a very interesting time because it's a time of great contrasts. I mean, think about the contrast, for example, uh, um, regarding the biblical side of Christmas and contrast that with the commercial side of Christmas. And then you might see the, the scene at the lonely uh, and very lowly manger, and you contrast that with the scramble at stores this time of year, like a scramble at Toys R Us, which was a wild scramble just a few weeks ago. And then there's another contrast, and one of them is with the anticipation and approach of Christmas, you know, where you have everything beautifully decorated and everything is colorful and all the packages are ready to go, and then you have a contrast with the aftermath of Christmas where everything's ripped apart, you know, and uh, everything's a mess for a while. Christmas is full of contrasts. And, you know, there was a poem that came out a number of years ago written by Clement Moore. "'Twas the night before Christmas. You remember that? "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a a mouse." Well, I want to share with you another contrastive poem. It's called, "'Twas the Day After Christmas.'" It goes like this. "'Twas the day after Christmas when all through the place... There were arguments and depression. Even mom had a long face. The stockings hung empty and the house was a mess. New clothes didn't fit and dad was under stress. The family was irritable and the children no one could please because the instructions for the swing set were written in Chinese. The bells no longer jingled and no carolers came around. The sink was stacked with dishes, and the tree was turning brown. The stores were full of people returning things that fizzled and failed, and the shoppers were discouraged because everything they'd bought was now on half-price sale. "'Twas the day after Christmas. The spirit of joy had disappeared. The only hope on the horizon was... 12 bowl games, the first of the new year. Tremendous contrast built into Christmas. Isn't it interesting? And there's even a contrast when it comes to the person of Christ. You remember with his first coming where he came as a lamb. And with his second coming where he is going to come as a lion. And what I want to do in our time together today is to look at another set of contrasts that relate to Christmas, and that is the contrast of Jesus' life as a man, a contrast from the beginning of his life as a man on the planet with the end of his life as a man on the planet, a contrast between his birth that we celebrate right now and his death, which was the reason why He came. The guys were playing during the offertory, a rendition of Silent Night, one of the great hymns, one of the great Christmas carols of the the day. 
And you remember the words of that silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Bethlehem was the beginning, and it was a quiet beginning. And it's good to enjoy that, and we enjoy that at Christmas, the beauty and the calmness of the birth of Christ. But I want us to remember, by way of some contrast, that his birth is simply act number one. There is more to come that comes out of his birth and his life, which is ultimately his death. So what I want to do is I want to take the words to the song, Silent Night, and I want to set a contrast because the lyrics talk about the beginning of his life. But we need to remember it was all leading up to the end of his life. So I'm going to be reading from Scripture And I won't give you the references. I would just prefer that you listen, and and we'll think our way through these contrasts. But the hymn begins with these words, silent night. And then think of the contrast of what happened later. As the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, which one do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again. But they kept on calling out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said to them the third time, Why, what evil has this man done? I have found in him no guilt demanding death. Therefore, I will punish and release him. But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. The hymn says, holy night. Then some of them began to spit at him, and they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists. Prophesy to us, they jeered, and the guards slapped him as they took him away. The guards in charge of Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and said, prophesy to us. Who hit you that time? And they hurled all sorts of terrible insults at him. The great hymn says, all is calm. And the contrast At that time, they were holding a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. 
The man named Barabbas had been imprisoned with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the insurrection. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to ask him to release Barabbas for them instead. So the governor asked again, which of these two do you want me to release to you? And the crowd shouted back, Barabbas! Pilate finally responded, then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? And they shouted back, crucify him. Why? Pilate demanded. What crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, We will take responsibility for his death, we and our children. The great hymn says, all is bright, and the contrast. By this time it was noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone. And suddenly, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The words of the great hymn of the season, round yon virgin, mother and child, and the contrast My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength has dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. The people passing by shout abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. 
Well then, if you are the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now, and we will believe in him. And even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. The great hymn of the season says, Holy Infant. And the contrast. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called the place of the skull. In Hebrew, Golgotha. And following him was a large crowd of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. And when they came to the place, the soldiers gave him wine mixed with bitter gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. The great hymn has the words so tender and mild. And the contrast, at about three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And the great Christmas carol says next, sleep. And the contrast. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished, to fulfill the Scripture said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it up to his mouth. But I am a worm and not a man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All who see me sneer at me. They separate with the lip. They wag the head, saying, Commit yourself to the Lord. Let Him deliver Him. 
let him rescue him because he delights in him. And then the words of the great hymn next say, in heavenly peace. And the contrast. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. And then the words of the great Christmas hymn say, sleep in heavenly peace. And the contrast, and Jesus cried out with a loud voice and said, to Telestai, it is finished, paid in full. And then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last, bowed his head, and gave up his spirit. Men and women, we should never, ever forget that the stable was simply a stop on the way to a cross. It's so important that we remember that because it changes our worshipful perspective even at the celebration of Christmas. What a tremendous gift that God has sent our way. Billy Graham, I think, did a great job of, of summarizing how incredible this gift is that we celebrate at Christmas time that he sent our way. He said this. It's so true. He said, Christmas is not a myth. It's not a tradition. It's not a dream. It is a glorious reality. Christmas is a time of joy. Bethlehem's manger crib became the link that bound a lost world to a loving God. And from that manger came a man who not only taught us a new way of life, but brought us into a new relationship with our Creator. Christmas means 
that God is interested in the affairs of people, that God loves us so much that he was willing to give his son. And so as we celebrate Christmas, we should remember that the songs that we sing, the looking back to Bethlehem, is really just a beginning. Now, it's a very glorious beginning, but it's just act number one. And it leads to, ultimately, the greatest act that there has ever been. It leads to the greatest expression of love that has ever been given. For God so loved the world that he gave his unique son that whosoever might believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Ultimately, that's what Christmas is all about. Another song we often sing at Christmas time says this, come and worship. Come and worship. Worship Christ, the newborn King. And I want us to do that for just a moment. And I'm just going to have us have a a couple of moments of quiet. We don't often do things this way, where you can just having thought of these Christmas contrasts, just worship Him for a moment or two. And then I'm going to close us in a word of prayer. So if you would, just bow with me and, and spend a little time, because I know we hustle and we bustle out there in the real world, and we're so busy, 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 and I've been that way too. And sometimes even on Christmas Day, we get too busy. So just take a moment right now to come and worship, come and worship, to worship Christ, the newborn King. Will you just take a moment and talk to the God of the universe about the greatest act of love that was ever done? Just take a moment to do that. Silent night, holy night, all is calm and all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Father, we thank you so much for this time of year. We need it so desperately. We thank you for the truth that is behind the real story of Christmas. That God himself became a man because he loved people like us. Who knew we were in a hopeless situation.
that we could never earn our way out of a dire situation with a holy God, that we would do the very wrath of God, but because of Jesus himself, he came, became a man, and decided, because he loved us, to take our place. And we thank you for this time of year when we can remember the beginning of this, the first act of the greatest drama of human history. But may we also remember that he came ultimately to this world to die. We thank you that we can worship you, that we can honor him. We would pray that you would renew our enthusiasm for the God who loved us and gave himself for us. We would pray that not only in this Christmas season, but on into the new year, that we would be moved deeply. We would remember consistently the Savior who loved us and died for us. Now, the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord. May he equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen.